are listening to a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. This evening we have somebody, I shouldn't say a guest preacher because he's very much part of this community, Andrew Coleman, who it was about eight years ago disappeared off to Toronto to pursue theological studies and uh, since that time went through a number of placements in Toronto, was ordained a deacon, but he and Rachel have decided this is home. And so they are back with us, and we are in conversation with the bishop about the next steps. But for tonight, you have a sermon by a deacon on some challenging texts. So welcome home, Andrew. Come, Holy Spirit, come like a fire and burn. Come like the wind and cleanse. Convict, convert, and consecrate our hearts for our great good and for thy great glory. Amen. I wish I could see the great book of sermons, and by great I mean huge, book of sermons that starts something like, well, the lectionary tonight leaves something out that we need to deal with. Because the compilers of the lectionary often skip over some of the tougher, more judgmental, less palatable parts of Scripture. Tonight is not one of those nights. (laughs) The closing line of our gospel reading is, his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. To which we all, or at least most of us, responded with, thanks be to God. So thank you, John the Baptist, for these lovely words. Thank you, Jamie, for asking me to preach on them. Thank you all for inviting me home. It is good to be here. John the Baptist this evening has for us some very strong words, words that convict. The people were baptized by him in the River Jordan, confessing their sins. And when the Pharisees and Sadducees showed up, he shouted, Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance? In just a few sentences, we hear about confessing of sins, for some, a condemnation for even showing up to do that, and then a qualifier by which their repentance can be shown. That's some rough stuff. But he doesn't stop there. He adds that the trees that bear no fruit, they'll be burned up alongside the chaff of wheat in an unquenchable fire. This is judgment if we have ever heard it. Now, all of this can feel a bit distasteful to us because to be judgmental of one another in this world is a cardinal sin. And fair enough. 
It's scriptural. Judge not, lest you be judged. So mind your own business, John. Don't judge me. Except, maybe John is not proclaiming the same kind of judgment that we're used to. One of condemnation and one of fire and brimstone. Maybe the judgment he is proclaiming is a little different. But before we get there, we need to start where he starts. John preaches about a baptism with water, a baptism of repentance. He called people to him in the Jordan River to confess their sins, to rid themselves of the things that they had done that they might have better left undone. John called them to rid themselves of the things in their life that they do not need. The things that are extra. The things that keep them from being able to live a whole and a true and a free life. The stuff with no nutrients. The stuff that dilutes the integrity of the grain and the flower that comes. John is calling them to get rid of the chaff of their life, to cut down the tree of their life that bears no fruit. Because those things, they only take the energy and resources of our life that ought to be going into our fruit-bearing trees. So John's call to repentance is, not really one of condemnation, but one of a kind of compassion. He is saying to those coming for baptism, you know where the areas in your life are that are wasting your energy. Turn away from them. Get rid of them. Your life and the life of those around you will be all the better for it. He is inviting people into a baptism of honesty and of truth, of pulling back the curtain and letting the light in. The thing is, I don't know if you have the same experiences as I do, but this is much easier said than done. And that is precisely the reason we have a time of confession and absolution every Sunday. Here we are in the long season of Advent. This is the time in the church calendar when we kind of hit the brakes. We slow down and reflect on our lives to find the places born out of fear and turn from them. A time to repent. And that can be really hard to do when we're moving at the quickened pace of our lives, especially leading up to Christmas and the end of the calendar year. Deadlines loom, and so we put in a few extra hours here and there to make sure that everything is done before our few days off at the end of the month. Trees need to be put up, presents need to be found, cards need to be written and mailed, dinners need to be planned, and, 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 and. And it's not like all of those things aren't going to happen. But at least there's the quiet of this Sunday evening 
where we're offered a space to slow down and reflect, which may or may not be good news depending on how you hear the words of John tonight. You might be thinking, great, I get to slow down and reflect on all the things in my life that need sorting out. That's just what I needed. And while that is true, it's only part of the story. Advent is also a time where we wait for the culmination of time. Where we wait for the time when the kingdom of God will fully and finally reign. When we wait for the time when the lion and the lamb will feast together at the same table. Which, as strange as it sounds, means we're also waiting for the time of the judgment that John is alluding to when he speaks of winnowing forks and unquenchable fire. Now, we need to be careful about how we think about judgment. In Jesus, judgment is a separation of goodness and righteousness from the evil and death of this world. It is a condemnation of the evil and death in this world, and it is a lifting up of the goodness and righteousness. That is judgment in Jesus. And you see, even as John is calling us to repent from the broken parts of our lives, he knows that this will be an ongoing task, day in, day out. Day in and day out, there will be something for us to repent for. John knows that, and so does Jesus. You see, if it were up to us to thresh out all of our own chaff and chop down every one of our trees that does not bear fruit so that we might make ourselves worthy to be gathered up into Christ's granary, well, I'm not so sure that I would be included. We can't do this on our own. We just can't. But thankfully, that's not what's going on here. The time for which we wait is the time when Jesus will separate our chaff from us. It is a time when all of that chaff will be gathered up and tossed into that unquenchable fire. You see, that unquenchable fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit that burns up the chaff of our lives. And it burns right now. And it burns at any and every moment. There is never a time where the fire that burns away the sin and despair of our lives is not raging, waiting for us to throw in our burdens. And that it is an unquenchable fire means that no matter how much we throw at it, it cannot be smothered. It can never be overwhelmed. It can never be put out, lest we want to offload even more of those pieces of our lives that keep us from true freedom. That heaviest thing that we carry, that thing that weighs us down during the night and keeps us up at night, 
We can take that heavy burden of ours and throw it into that fire, and it will burn it away just like the chaff from a wheat sheaf. And the ashes will be blown away by the breath of the Spirit. So, standing on this side, where we are, on this side of the fully realized kingdom, waiting, where all of this is so much easier said than done, we are indeed called to repent called to continue to name our chaff and ask the Holy Spirit for the power to remove it and throw it into that fire. And when that waiting comes to an end, at that culmination of time, there will be inevitably some left. But it will be Jesus cleaning off the rest, gathering us up into his granary, and throwing the rest of that chaff into that blessed, unquenchable fire. And so I'd like to finish tonight with the same prayer that I began with, one from the great preacher Fleming Rutledge. She begins every one of her sermons with this prayer, and I'd like to finish with it. Come, Holy Spirit, Come like a fire and burn. Come like the wind and cleanse. Convict, convert, and consecrate our hearts for our great good and for thy great glory. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church and to access the full catalog of our podcasts going all the way back to 2006, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. In addition, if you are interested in supporting our online work, you can find information on the website using the Donate button located on the top right-hand corner. Thanks for listening.